Welcome to Hearing God with Gary and Jane Berry. Do you want to grow in your intimacy with Father God, Holy Spirit and Jesus? Join us as we share insights and practical tips that you can apply today. Hi, I'm Gary Berry and together with my wife Jane, we host Hearing God, a podcast that helps people hear from God. Today we're looking at various ways that God talks to us. And so far throughout our Hearing God podcast, we've looked at how God speaks to us, whether it's through a voice, an internal or a loud voice, whether it's through what we see, our dreams, visions, mystical images, or through signs or numbers or whatever, through sensing internally or feeling, smelling through our senses or by knowing. Today we're going to be looking at a few other means that we can receive input from God. Now in episode four, we looked at these different ways that God talks to us. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd encourage you to go back and listen. Today is probably more an expanded version. Before we get into it though, Gary, I've got to mention the show notes. They're a description of the episode. Just an outline, the Bible verses mentioned, resources, brilliant notes to save you taking notes while listening. And you can find them on our website, garyandjane.co. You can also find them on different podcast listening apps or on Buzzsprout. I like to think of hearing God as like the radio dial. You know, in the car, when you used to have to tune the radio and you'd hear this static and then you'd hear a clear voice come through. Sometimes just changing something ever so slightly, the dial ever so slightly gets a clear signal. And that's how I liken it to with hearing God. Before we get into the principles today, Gary, is there a way that you've heard God in the last week that you'd like to share? One of my clients' husband has a business where he does things to four-wheel drives and vehicles and that sort of stuff. It's sort of a motor mechanic, but broader than motor mechanic. I didn't know much about it, but I just felt this nudge to ask him about something being done to the suspension on my back, on the back of my car, so I could tow a trailer more effectively. Previously, a week or two prior, I had gone to a place, a suspension place, and they were quoting this astronomical amount. And there's no way I wanted to pay that. But I felt this nudge to ask this guy, and he came up with a very cheap option for me that was actually going to strengthen the suspension, but it was going to be done very cheaply. Now, normally I would not have even thought to have asked this chap, but I just felt that God had said, ask Alan. And as we're Doing this podcast today, I've just got a phone call to say it's been achieved and it's very low cost and I can go and pick it up. That's the way that God often speaks to you is just that sort of nudge, that like a tap on the shoulder to do. With me, this last week I had a significant dream. I have a lot of dreams where God speaks to me, downloads stuff. Sometimes it's very clear. Other times I have to sort of unpack it a bit. And there's a method of doing that. And I'm going to be releasing an e-course on that in the future when I have more time. But I love helping people unpack their dreams. And as I unpacked this dream, I realized 
wow, God was showing me it's definitely an end of a season and a beginning of a new season for me in a particular area and actually encouraged me to do a prophetic act to sort of signify the putting off and the putting on of the new season. Prophetic act is something we do in the physical that has spiritual ramifications. Today, when we talk about how else can God talk to me, our first principle is there are no formulas with God. We cannot box God in. Just when we think we may have worked out God, he smashes all formulas. So there's not a a simple recipe? That'd be great if there was. Right. God prioritises relationships over rules. Always relationship over rules. Don't disregard God communicating with you if it's not the normal or the usual way you receive from God. So as we just said before, Gary often senses from God that tapping on his shoulder type thing of doing something. If God was to suddenly give you a picture or a loud voice, don't disregard that that's from God because it's not your usual way of receiving from God. I had a great example I shared about this in episode 10 with helping our kids hear from God. We would practice hearing from God of a morning and three mornings in a row, our daughter, this was years ago when she was about 10, she believed God said to her, I'm going to give you an Apple device like an iMac, iPad, that sort of thing. And I got really frustrated. I've misrepresented God. I got really frustrated with her and said, God doesn't talk like that. I thought you got quite angry with her, well, Jane. I did. I got angry. <laughs> and it actually really shut her down. Fast forward a couple of months later, we're on a mission trip in Cambodia, get an email saying that she'd won first prize in a pumpkin patch colouring in competition and the award was a spring-free trampoline worth about seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars And when I told her, she said, see, I told you God was going to give me an Apple device. We don't need a trampoline. We've got a cheap target one. I'm going to sell it, which she did. So just because it's not our usual way of hearing from God doesn't mean to say it's not God. So, Gary, is there anything you'd say to someone who's unsure if it's God communicating with them or not? I would go back to those basic guidelines about is it contrary to Scripture or is it in line with Scripture, fruit of the Spirit, those sorts of things, those basic guidelines we have. But then sometimes, as we said in our last podcast, sometimes God speaks out of the box, just totally outside the square, and it's a matter of discerning. You know, Perhaps we need to ask God a couple more questions in relation to that to really seek clarity Sometimes it's to look at the opposite of what we sense is being said, and that could be the right thing for us at that moment. So that's our first principle. There's no formulas with God. But also I think that's a really important point. Does it line up with Scripture and the character of God? We unpacked that a little, as Gary said in the last episode, not just Scripture but the character of God. And you'll hear our example with J.L. So our second principle is there's various ways that God can communicate with us. Now, remember, God is outside of time and outside of what we think. 
So if God wants to do something new, he will. The Bible in 2 Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is God-inspired. Psalm 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. The Bible has so many answers for our next step. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. Romans 15.4, the Bible's written to teach us, encourage us, and give us hope. Psalm 32.8, I'll instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Does what God's saying sound like what a prophetic word does from 1 Corinthians 14.3? Is it encouraging, comforting, strengthening? Does it sound like God's voice, the character of God? Now, there's other ways God can communicate with us other than the Bible. There's supernatural manifestations. I mean, the Bible is full of this. Look at Moses and the burning bush. A bush just suddenly catches fire in Exodus 3. And then later on in Exodus 14, Moses just waves his stick and parts the sea, this mighty sea. In Judges 6, we see Gideon puts his fleece that's dry on the threshing floor and overnight there's dew on it, on the floor but not the fleece. And then he goes, well, still don't believe you. I'll turn it around the other way. I want, oh, that might have been the first way. The fleece will be wet, the floor dry. He just had this significant encounter with an angel who told him that he was a mighty warrior of God. And then he'd had the fire come just out of this wet rock that burnt the bread and meat he'd placed on the rock. So this fire just consumed the bread and meat straight out of the rock. And then he's still doubting God and goes, oh, I just need this one more thing, this fleece. Sometimes I think we need to mature and grow up. There's a place for asking God for a fleece for something, but I think we need to to really mature sometimes and just really go, all right, God, I'm going to believe what you're saying. Well, I think it really requires what you said in a couple of episodes back about that whole thing of stepping out in faith, risk, that that's what we need to be able to do. It's not just purely taking the next step that's in front of us. Maybe we have to take two steps or leap from one side to the other, but there's that faith required to take those steps. I think that's really interesting what we do when we think we've heard God, but it doesn't seem to come true. It's like Abraham and Sarah. You know, they were told they were going to have all these children and years pass and they don't, and they sort of shortchanged God. And there's different examples I've had lately, and I think we probably need to do an episode on this because how do I respond when I've heard God and then I'm not seeing it come through? Please hit me. I'm not judging anyone at all. I'm not in people's shoes. I haven't walked in their shoes. But, you know, you hear God about a certain price for a piece of land that you're selling and it doesn't come through. But you are sure that you heard God on that. And so, yeah, it's just something probably we need to unpack in a different episode, not for today. But I gather 
you as our listener also maybe has pondered that. I want to encourage you to read the Bible. Get stuck into the Bible. If you want an adventure story and a story of supernatural manifestations, I mean, you got Saul who was blinded by a light that flashed from heaven and lost his sight and then it was restored in Acts 9, we find that. We have this Balaam and his donkey in Numbers 22 <laughs> where Balak, the king of Moab, summoned Balaam to put a curse on the neighbours, which were the Israelites, but God said don't go. Balaam ended up going the third time he was summoned, even though God had said don't go, and had this donkey. The donkey stopped three times. donkey turned around. The donkey was in this narrow place and crushed Balaam's foot. Finally, the donkey lay down, refused to move, Balaam got his stick, beat the donkey, and the donkey then said in a loud voice, why are you beating me? <laughs> now this donkey starts talking. And then Balaam saw that there was an angel of the Lord standing there stopping the, the donkey from going. So the donkey actually saw the angel. I just go, and then Joshua, you know, the sun stood still in Joshua 10, and it delayed going down about a full day until the nation had victory over its enemies we've got peter he's in prison and the prison door was open for him this was not just once it happened two or three times acts five the apostles were all in prison angel opened the door in acts 12 peter was there and he was chained there was four sentries standing guard two chained next to him and two at the door and an angel came in, the chains dropped off, opened the door, and here's these four guards totally oblivious to it. I like it best. Daniel 5, verse 5, writing on the wall. There was these fingers of a human hand that appeared and wrote on the wall plaster in front of King Belshazzar. I used to often say, I was wondering, oh, God, what should I do about this? Should I accept this job should I do something completely different it's like oh god if you just write on the wall for me I've since learned yeah that would be really easy but god helped me do the hard yards of becoming wiser and mature and working out how he was speaking to me in the nuances in the little things to mature so that I didn't need God just to say, I'll do this, and then if it didn't work out, blame God in the future or whatever. Another example from the Bible, Ananias and Sapphira were struck dead. They lied about a bit of land they'd sold. Ananias died. Three hours later, Peter questioned Sapphira, and she lied and fell down dead. I often say to God, this is me, when I'm sorting stuff out with God, there's an issue come up, I say, God, you've done it before, you can do it again. We had a thing that's occurred the last couple of years and God had done it for one child and we were really hoping for a similar outcome for our other child, really felt from it that it was a God thing, but we hadn't seen it come to light. And so I was decreeing and declaring and I was saying, God, you've done it before, you can do it again. The outcome came about a completely different way. 
each separately, each differently, but God can do the supernatural. There's other ways that God speaks, and we, we look at the character of God and how that's coming through. Is there coincidences? We talked about that in an earlier episode. Dreams, visions, mystical senses, angels, God speaking through nature, through music and lyrics, signs, numbers, colours, smells, miracles, natural manifestations of weather. Now in John 12, 27 to 30, we see God speaking to Jesus after Jesus predicted his death. Some people didn't recognise it as God speaking. They thought it was an angel had spoken from heaven. Others just heard a sound like thunder. So my question would be is, what is your ear inclined to? Now John 14 verse 12 says, Whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and even greater works than these. So I had an incident where God spoke to me through a natural manifestation of weather. Well, it was a supernatural manifestation of weather. It wasn't just thunder and rain and lightning. Through COVID, before there'd be a major announcement here in Victoria, which had been the most lockdown state in the world. But we won't go most there, lockdown Jane, place in the world. Before there'd be a, a major announcement by our Premier, we would see a change in the weather, whether it was an earthquake or a massive storm. It's very interesting that the spiritual and the physical are often aligned together. But this time in Cambodia, we were flying on a mission trip, my daughter and I, to Cambodia, not the rest of the family. And I grew up in Tasmania, a state of Australia that a heat wave is 26. I, <laughs> I hate hot weather. And I like warm weather, but not hot weather. And Cambodia was, the expected temperature was 36 degrees. So the pilot on the plane is saying, you know, when we land, the temperature in Phnom Penh is 36 degrees Celsius. And I just went, oh, God, I knew this was going to happen, but how am I going to cope? And I felt an encouragement from God, an impression from God to explore. It was when I was beginning exploring the whole speaking life and speaking decrees and declarations and I just felt to decree and declare that the temperature would drop 10 degrees Celsius. <laughs> now to me that was absolutely absurd and it was more about me than about the people of Cambodia but I just had a strong impression to do it so I just went I decree and declare as someone who's accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour I am a child of God I've been given the same authority from John 14, 12, that Jesus said, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and even greater works than me. So I said, I decree and declare that the temperature in Phnom Penh will drop 10 degrees Celsius. Just before we landed, the pilot came back on and he went, something really strange has occurred. Told you the temperature would be 36 degrees Celsius. And it's actually dropped 10 degrees and it's, the expected temperature is 26 degrees Celsius. And the people around me had heard me say this, just looked at me as if, what on earth is happening? And I'm like, wow, God. It wasn't just, now it was about me, but it was 
more about God teaching me that my words have power. And for the next week, the temperature stayed 10 degrees lower. And even the the Cambodian folk were saying, oh, it's so cold here at the moment. (laughs) But it taught me a huge lesson, and I'm sure that's what purpose of it was. God was using it to teach me my words have power. Now, something we probably didn't say earlier on when we talked about the different ways God speaks to us is his wise advice that we can seek from other people, even books. I read a lot of history books, a lot of autobiographies or biographies of famous people, especially famous Christian people, and I devour the wisdom that they've learnt from God. There's our internal moral compass and there's experiences. And there's, you know, prayer, Holy Spirit, that sort of stuff. John 14, 26, Jesus said, the advocate, the Holy Spirit would come and teach us all things. So he can share amazing stuff with us. I think the important principles are God can do and will do whatever he wants. Don't underestimate God. Don't box God in with your preconceived ideas. And be open to God speaking to you however he wishes. God is, after all, omniscient and omnipresent. So as we come near the end today, our prophetic activation is to just turn your heart and thoughts to Father God and ask him, if I was a food, what would I be and why? So God, can you just show me that if I was a food, what I would be and why? What would it taste like? The colour? The texture, the smell, how it'd be eaten, things that pairs with. I think the important question to ask is, why did you choose that particular food? Just ask God questions and explore that. Now, both of us have asked God what he would love to say to a listener. Gary, do you want to go first? I just saw... The sun, the really bright, strong, orange sun. And I sense that there are those out there at the moment who are just perhaps feeling a bit icy, a bit cold, a bit restricted, a bit held back. And I sense that God is wanting to warm you up. God is wanting to extend your boundaries. God is wanting to take you out of this time of hibernation and he's wanting to really speak faith, hope and love into you and through you to those around you. And that the sun, that is Jesus, will become more and more evident through you as you connect with folk, as you step out of your comfort zone, as you step out of this time of hibernation, as you step out of this winter time and into a time of spring where there's going to be new life, new growth, new development in you and through you. I just get two things. Firstly, the word India, the country India. 
I have no idea what that means and I'm not going to unpack that, ask God questions at the moment. I'll just leave it with you. But I just sense there's something about India for someone. And secondly, a new skill. There's an opportunity for you to develop a new skill. And if you're interested in undertaking that and really looking at that, taking the opportunity, I believe that it will usher in a major shift of focus for you in your work, your income and your time and also your future. So Gary, can you just finish by praying for us? Father, we want to thank you for the way in which you've spoken to people over the years in the Bible, the amazing ways, the incredible ways, the crazy ways that you've communicated. We just want to thank you for the way in which you continue to speak today. And Father, may we just have our antennas up. May we just listen to you. May we look to you. May we, even in the the busyness of life, be able to hear you clearly both for today and for this next season, both for those that we live with, those that we connect with during the week. Father, even those that are in our spiritual communities, Lord. Father, may we be your voice in those places, Father. I just want to thank you for the loving God that you are. Bless us each now in Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you to ask God, who you could share this podcast with and let them know and even share with them why you listen to it, what you've got from it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favourite podcast listening app. Thanks for listening.